Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, that's the best in new inventory. All, by the way, with great warranties. And the warranties really put your mind at ease. Plus, the vehicle's brand new. Maybe the budget says, look, I've got to go with pre-owned. Well, you want to go with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. That really eases the mind as well. And a fabulous service department. I don't get a routine, oil changes. Uh, they do a great job there. Inspections, fabulous diagnostics. They handle it all at Sunbury Motors. Uh, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. And Steve, I wish I had one for you. <laughs> okay, so we don't have that. But what you we'll know, do... It has been a while since I filled in for Matt, and I tried to get in to get that, and I couldn't get into the system for some reason. So, yeah, that happens. Yeah, I think I think uh, the world will continue to turn on its axis. I think we're all right. I think so. Okay. Hey, this interview okay. with the Crispins and with Tyler Smith very fascinating. Well, not done with it either. We're going to be rejoined by them now. Tyler Smith, Joe Crispin, John Crispin. And uh, Tyler, I'm going to start with you. You, After you were done at Penn State, you played all over the world. All over the world. What have you seen in the game in your stops as you played all over the world? Eh, maybe we ought to think about today with the game here. Well, unfortunately, we're running into all sorts of technical problems here. Um, And we apologize for that. And we will get that taken care of. And uh, we'll get them back in here in just a moment to talk more about what is going on in today's world of college sports and also what is going on... um, you know, and and how it really fits and incorporates with the rest of the world too, uh, because basketball in particular, you know, football a little bit's become a world game, a little bit more. You know, obviously, Penn State's had a, two players from Germany. They've had several players from Canada along the way, but basketball's really gone the route of being a world game, and uh, Tyler and Joe in particular both played overseas. For long periods of time, and you know that makes you know, and we can at least get their perspective on what they've gone through, and maybe some ideas along the way that can make a big difference, maybe in our game here. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, you know, I mean, now when it comes to name, image, and likeness, Tyler would have had more than you guys combined. So, <laughs> yeah, it's because well, he shaved his head and had that nice yeah. bald head. I, I, he would have done something with that, with a headband or something. 
Yes, I I blend in extremely well. You know, all I need is yeah, the, the headbands, wristbands, and you know, knee pads, the whole bit, man. And boy, uh, I'd be a great poster child for I I don't know some some really poor companies probably. <laughs> but you went over you went all over the world and played professional basketball. Are there any ideas about what they do with the game, especially with younger players that that, that should be thought about here, Tyler? Well, I, I think some of the things that are overseas have really made its way to the U.S. because it used to be like back in the 90s, even early 2000s, okay, you had your big center. Everybody needs the center to battle with the other center. Mm-hmm. And now it's like there, there's no centers. You know, you got guys like Joel Embiid, seven feet tall, shooting threes, and it's become so much more versatile for any size player that you are, you know, post up a guard or take a big guy outside. Uh, like I, I remember when Jan Yagla was here, he was seven feet tall and he's come from Germany and you know, our, we wanted to put him inside and stuff, and he's like, "No, I want to shoot threes, You know, <laughs> so it's and finally, it's really it took a little while, but yeah. that uh, European and global game has has really impacted the NBA and and now colleges. And you know, uh, I remember being in high school and and I was six eight, and um, I, I played this other uh, kid who was six eight, and he was out shooting threes. I'm like, dude, what is that guy doing shooting threes? Like he's six eight, like he's my height. Like I shot two threes in high school and that's because it was like the end of the game and we just had to jack something up so it, it's really cool to see how how much more global the game has become Jan Yagla uh, Ed DeCellis is the coach the circus had been here the night before I'm walking into practice with Ed and Yagla is wearing a sweatsuit and not wearing his practice gear and Ed looks over at him and says what's your problem he says pet dander what this pet dander can't practice Okay, that's, that's okay. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. I didn't want to put that on the injury report, but 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 John, you see how everything's playing out. You you're going city to city. You know, you're sitting in the studio talking to other people as well about all this. So, are we at an inflection point when it comes to to college sports? Uh, well, we are. The problem is we're connected to the world and when you're connected to the world just like an individual right individuals are on instagram or facebook or whatever's out there um i don't even know all this stuff twitter and there's i don't even know all the other ones uh tiktok and they see the rest of the world and they say i want this piece of that and i want this piece of that yet nothing is universal and nothing is is perfect like we are unique like college sports in the united states of america is unique it doesn't exist anywhere really at this level in the world right yet we look across the globe and we say well i like that piece of this i want that i want this piece from the nba i want this piece from this place overseas with these junior programs but the reality is we're unique and it's got to be something where we find some system that is universal for the United States of America and NCAA, if that's what it's going to be, that's hard to do. Uh, it's really hard to do is to get people to agree on something that does hold people accountable, that does establish boundaries, because we live in a world where we don't want boundaries. Um, we, we seem to want anarchy. Uh, and we have celebrated the, the anarchy we have in college sports right now. We've laughed at the fact that the NCAA is, excuse the term, neutered. For in terms of being to enforce where Congress has gotten involved, the Supreme Court's gotten involved, and there's no governing body because there's no body that can hold anyone accountable. 
And that's the slippery slope I think we've come to. I'm okay with change. I'm okay with movement, forward, progression, whatever it's going to be. But it's got to be progression with guidelines. It's got to be progression with understanding. Right now, it's the Wild West. Mm -hmm. And look, we are also mimicking society. Uh, Let's just be real here. As society moves and advances in one direction or another, even if it's just popular opinion, sports is following the same model. So we are we are in the midst of a social movement more so than anything else in in sports where it's about getting your fair share uh that's what it is like i am going to get what i'm worth well you're not worth 10 million dollars because a bunch of boosters came together and put 10 million dollars to entice you to come there that that's not the world that that this needs to be that's not sustainable so i do think that we have to understand that the kids do have value and we need to allow them to realize their value but Adults, once again, are the problem. Like, we we talk about this as if kids are the issue. Uh, Ultimately, it's the adults with the biggest paycheck who will break the biggest rules. Kids are going to do whatever you're willing to do for them. Uh, But it's the adults right now that are failing miserably. When you're putting together collectives, which are directly against the guidelines of the NCAA for, for some of this NIL stuff, to entice kids to come there and to listen to Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban Nick Saban complaining about what Jimbo Fisher's doing. I mean, are, are you kidding me? This has been happening for years at Alabama, and now it's so obvious at Texas A&M with all these decommits and kids that are now going to Texas A&M and then telling their school that they got a better deal. So if you want to up your offer, I got a better deal elsewhere. I mean, this is not sustainable. That's what concerns me the most. Uh, part of that concern, if I'm being completely honest, is I like what I get to do, man. I, I love getting to call college basketball games. I love getting to go to arenas and seeing the energy, the excitement for that team on the floor and and the almost pure hatred for the opponent. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it so much fun. And I think, uh, and when I say I think, I, I am adamant about this. I, I believe this. We're going to eliminate that part of college sports where if these are professionals – then you don't have the same connection to them that you once had when they just wore the, the, the letters on the front. You are now connected to them for, for the value that they bring you, which is what? Uh, what value does that does that bring the students uh, of, uh, in terms of the student body and the population? Like it, it doesn't. Ultimately, we celebrate the name on the front of the jersey, and, and I do think that we're running the risk of seeing that part of it go away. So for the three of you, and I'll start with Tyler, and then we'll go to Joe and then John. What is fun about college sports today? What's fun about college sports to to me? Yeah. Um, well, if if you went to that school, I think it's that connection you have because you're you're cheering for like that's your team. Like I, I don't um, watch a ton of college basketball, but if Penn State is on, like I, I want to know how they're doing. You know, like I, I have that connection uh, because I went there. So you you feel that um, you know you you know those guys when they're showing shots of like you know leading into the break of like you know the college app or whatever. Like that that's really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean I I think that's one of the the initial things that comes. To mind and um yeah i don't know what do you think joe yeah i always think that the community aspect of things is important and you know community community does take time to develop i mean that whole idea of uh, what we talk to our players about all the time is is you know why do we exist why are we here we're here to represent unite inspire and expand 
Rowan University, right? That's what we talk to our players about. We, we represent by getting our schoolwork done, by being good players, by being good and being fun and being exciting and being diverse because our school's diverse. Um, we unite by doing the same thing, right? We inspire because we're not boring, right? That's that's one of our reasons we don't want to be boring. We want to inspire our community. Um, and then expand. We want to be a reason why people learn about Rowan. I mean, that's 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 how we frame it to us. And that was my experience at Penn State, and that's why it was special. That's why it was fun. Um, it is harder to get that uh, in professional sports. It is. I mean, you know, Tyler can vouch for that. I change teams a lot in my professional career. That is often kind of normal. Um, but, you know, to John's point, and I think he's correct, like things are changing. Um, it's probably inevitable, but it doesn't mean you can't get the stuff um, that we all enjoy and like, but it does mean it's going to have to be done a little bit differently. And, you know, there's a lot of people who might not know how to do it, frankly, uh, because the old system was run one way and, and you're going to need to adjust. Um, I, you know, the one last thing I'd say in light of that is like all this stuff is going to take time to play out because even with finances and money, I mean, there's many, many universities whose, you know, baseline budget is, is dependent on donations. And the moment uh, it's not like we're creating new money, right? We're just moving money around right. so that athletes get it more. Right. Um, it's going to take some time for universities to figure out and athletic departments to figure out of like, oh, we're not just adding, they're not just coming up with this $10 million for these collectives out of nowhere. People are choosing to move their money to someplace else. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it's and, and then what else is going to happen is they're going to realize like, you know what? You're not as valuable as we thought. Uh, I think there's also that, element um kids are growing up today in this environment where everyone just tells them how incredible they are and how valuable they are and you know sooner or later 98 percent of them realize wow there's way more of me out there than i realized and uh, i need to be a better basketball player i need to be a better person um you know i need to change some things in order to last in this basketball business or whatever it might be but um yeah, at, at the end of the day, I, I do think it's possible, but it is going to shift. It's going to change. Well, it's interesting. Joe brings up the, the unification point, and that's a word I, I love, and it's not used enough in our world today. Uh, sports, it, it does that. It, it unites it people, I mean, from all over the world. I mean, look, look at our team. Look at our team at Penn State. This is Penn State. I mean, my teammate UCLA was a little different, but still the same in this regard where it didn't matter where you came from. You were united with one common goal. And once you get there, you realize you're, you're united in the representation of an identity that's bigger than yourself. And I think that's something that is on the chopping block right now. It's the identity that is the university. It's the identity that is the Penn State Nittany Lion basketball team is a representation of Penn State which encompasses what? It's the university, it's State College, it's all the alumni that, that's ever gone there. As Tyler mentioned, that's what he loves to tune in and just see what's going on with the team. Like, those are the things that are special. They're still special, but I do believe they're at risk at this point. Because one of the things I love most about college sports is that they are amateurs. They're not that good. And Joe will test to this, Tyler can attest to this. 
you play professionally, you understand what pros are. Pros are not just a certain skill level. Pros are our way of thinking. Pros are our way of living up to habits, uh, self-accountability, self-motivation. Like there's so many things that make you a pro. And the more you watch college sports, the more you realize these guys aren't pros. But I like that. Like I like that there's a next step. And this is something that's highly competitive. You represent something far bigger than yourself. Uh, and that's what I don't want to see go away. I, I don't want to see, you know, Penn State just become its team that it's been able to afford. I, I want to see kids that represent, I want to see Titus Ivory. Like, th that's what I want to see. I want to see Titus Ivory. I want to see Jarrett Stevens, right? And I, I want to, I'm talking about guys that aren't here. No offense to you guys. I want to see Dan Earl and Pete Lasicki and Calvin Booth. Like, to me, those were Penn State guys. Yeah. You know, like, I, I want to see John Herrer for crying out loud. In a world that pays guys to play, is John Herrer on the team? The answer is probably not. You know, I, I want to see Jamari Wheeler. Those guys, to me, are Penn State guys. They, they gave a lot of time to that school. They grew at that school. They developed at the university. And, and in a way, they developed within the university to fit, to grow, to be better. So I, I do think there's a lot of things that we'll sacrifice along the way but but ultimately we are cyclical silly human beings whatever we think we've we're, we've got figured out we're going to end up right back to where we've been and short shorts man short shorts yeah and uh yeah short shorts yeah that's right short shorts and it's amazing though but there's just in closing out here but you know people don't realize there's a bond i mean look at the you know 21 22 years later the four of us right because we're all together, you guys played, and I announced it. Still, I mean, there's still that bond, and that's something you know that is very special. No question, no question, very special. John, Joe, Tyler, thanks so much. Appreciate you guys for coming back on. We do this, I think, every year we do this, and it always is fascinating for the audience to listen to. Guys, thanks so much. Tyler Smith, Joe Crispin, John Crispin. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Thanks to John Crispin, Tyler Smith, Joe Crispin for being on the show today. Tomorrow, Ivan Mazel's on the show from on3.com. I think the first question I'm going to ask uh, Ivan's going to be uh, probably a very simple one. And the simplicity of it is we've gone through 11 months of name, image, and likeness, and, of course, the freedom and the transfer portal. Is the model we've seen over the last 11 months sustainable? And then we'll take the conversation from there. And... Uh, so, I have a question for you, Steve. Where's Rowan College? Uh, just outside of Philly, gotcha. in New Jersey. Yep. Yep, Division Three, and that's where you know, Joe has stayed there. I think he um, he has a home there. I mean, I've talked to him a little bit about wanting to move up, but there's been a comfort level there. They enjoys coaching. He's not only coached coach men's basketball, he's coached women's basketball there as well. 
I think the most interest. I think the most interesting stop, Chad, that Tyler Smith had in his pro journey was he played in Uruguay at one point. Ooh. I enjoyed watching Joe Crispin when I was in college. Fun player. Oh, he was. Oh no, he was fun. He was a lot of fun every step of the way. Special player, special guy. All right, final half hour coming up. Great to have you with us here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a service department that backs it all up that essentially makes it one-stop vehicle shopping. Routine, you know, oil changes, inspections, and, of course, anything that's difficult, diagnostics, they'll handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Okay, so uh, let's cut to the chase on... Penn State football with the game themes this year. The whiteout is going to be Minnesota on October 22nd at 7.30 at night, and Ohio State will be a stripe out, time to be determined. So those that's, that's cutting to the chase. Now here's everything. September 10th, it's the 107K Family Reunion, State of Excellence, Youth Basketball and Spirit Day, Faculty and Staff Day. On the 24th of September, Central Michigan, they're going to honor the 40th anniversary of the 1982 National Championship team. They're also going to have Thon Day and Scout Day, but the 82 National Title team will be honored on September 24th on 40 years. October 1st is Northwestern. That will be all University Day. Minnesota, of course, is not only the whiteout game, it's also homecoming, and it's the generation of greatness game. Uh, And the October 29th game with Ohio State will be the stripeout. Maryland on November 12th will be Military Appreciation Day, seats for service members. And Michigan State will be Senior Day on Thanksgiving weekend, November 26th. So there you go. Those are the themes. Okay. And, in fact, they've been able to get um, more than 4,300 new season ticket holders for the 2022 uh, season. So good news there. Uh, also, 224 student-athletes at Penn State, spring, at-large, academic, uh, all Big Ten honors. Baseball at 16 of them, men's lacrosse at 28, 
men's tennis 8, men's track and field 21, men's golf 7, men's fencing 16, men's volleyball 14, women's fencing at 13 of them, women's golf 6, women's hockey 17, women's lacrosse 22, softball 16, women's tennis 8, women's track and field 32. And Penn State, 226 student-athletes in the spring with 3.0 GPAs. And that is a record. Last year was 224. Excuse me, me, this is the second highest. 2021 was the highest, 226. This year, 224. Previously in 19 was 183. 2020 was 174, and 2018 was 166. So it just gets everybody up to date on, on all of that. All right. Tomorrow, Ivan Mazel, more on what we've seen the last 11 months, name, image, and likeness, wide open transfer portal, and the question is straight out, the lead off, at least to set the tone, is the model that we've seen the last 11 months, is that sustainable for intercollegiate athletics? And you as a fan, you know, I mean, you're going to determine what goes on. Again, the players provide the juice and the excitement. The coaches provide the structure. You're the fan. You're the heartbeat. You're there every year. Players change. Coaches change. I look out in those seats. I'll see some new fans, no question. But so often, over and over again, I see so many of those familiar, wonderful, beautiful faces out there. And I see at the quarterback club on Wednesdays. I see it out at the field at Top Trees on Thursday nights. You're the heartbeat of what college sports is, what any sport is. What any sport is, you're the heartbeat. Look what a difference it makes. Now, the Rangers are going to play Carolina tonight. You know, Madison Square Garden is filled. The Rangers are going to play Tampa Bay tonight, excuse me. And Madison Square Garden is filled again. You know, and they score a goal and they go into their song and, you know, and everybody's singing and doing it. Just, and it comes through the TV set. In Colorado and Edmonton last night, it ended up 8 6. comes through the TV set. The Chase Center in San Francisco comes through the TV set. TV, TD Garden in Boston comes through the TV set. And Beaver Stadium comes through the TV set as well. And you're the heartbeat. That's why when I talk about certain issues, I talk about the commitment of the fan that shows up. I've done that many times. And how much it takes and the kind of commitment it takes to for somebody who buys tickets to get to a game, to set up their tailgates, you know, how much they're paying for gas, I mean, everything, the food, everything. Because they have, because you, the fan, have made that conscious choice that with your entertainment dollar, you want to spend it here. You're the heartbeat. And that's why when I talk about TV, TV, you know, there obviously many of you watch games on TV, but you'll watch games on TV anytime. If Penn State's playing at 3.30, you tune in at 3.30. They're playing at noon, they play at noon. If it's a night game, you'll tune in and watch at night. So, I mean, because you're in the convenience of your own home. 
That's why when I talk about some of the contracts that they're discussing right now, that you need to have some control. Not you know, you don't have to have absolute control, but just some. Look, guys, here's some parameters. Number one, no six day windows. You can figure out twelve days ahead what's a good game. No six-day windows. Our fans should know when they walk into the stadium this week what the kickoff time is next week. It's the only sport that does this. It's the only one. I mean, the NFL has its schedule all set. Meanwhile, college football, eh, we got five or six games. Really? Like right now. Like right now for kickoffs, what do we have right now for kickoffs? Four? Four out of 12, we know the kickoffs. The other ones we know the network, but don't know the kickoff. Really? So four, we know the kickoff. Hmm. They're going to put out the Big Ten basketball schedule, I think, in August, maybe, late August, mid-August, somewhere around there. And we're going to know the tip-off time of every single game. You can't do that for football now? That's not right. Not right, and it's not fair. It's not fair to you, the fan. That's why I talk about that stuff. So you're negotiating a new TV contract now. And and to me, there are two things I'd look at them and say, look, there are four to six games that we need control of the kickoff time, and you got to follow our lead. Because we want the conference showcased in its best light. So we know that Michigan-Ohio State, we want that game at noon on Thanksgiving weekend. Done. Penn State-Ohio State needs to be a primetime game. Done. All right. I don't know. Michigan-Michigan State needs to be a primetime game. Done. Okay. Other things, other chess pieces we can move around, but there's certain like our there's certain brands we need to have on in prime time to showcase our conference. And the other one is no six day windows. And we'll see what they want to do with it. But that John Orrand of Sports Business Journal had at least an interesting, interesting informed theory. How about that? I'll say interesting informed theory on a possibility as to how the Big Ten could pay off an entire day. And... And the NFL, the Eagles will play on Fox against, I'll pick the Giants, 1 o'clock. Steelers play the Ravens, 4.30, CBS. Bills and Chiefs, primetime, NBC, Sunday Night Football. So the NFL on Sunday owns it from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to midnight. Well, John Oran was discussing... This possibility, and again, it's a pot. It's, he's only discussing a possibility. 
Fox's big noon kickoff. CBS in the 3.30 spot. NBC in primetime. So the Big Ten would be on with a prime game at noon, a prime game at 3.30, and a prime game in primetime. Interesting theory. And it's an interesting theory because that means on three over-the-air networks, you're in control. Now, in his theory, it did not discuss cable at all in his theory. And you can do that with ESPN as well. It's going to be interesting to see two areas. Number one, what's the second over-the-air option? Two, and then the addendum to that, is there a third? What's the second cable option after FS1? You're going to have to have a second cable option after FS1. And the third is, are they going to have a streaming option? We're a couple games here, there, whatever, on Apple or on Amazon. And it's going to be interesting to see if you, the fans, are interested in these streaming options. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. We actually filmed uh, the suit moonwalking to this, front of, you know, and he tripped and fell. All right, so <laughs> it's just it's just awful. I mean, it's, you know, we try to do something innovative, and oh well. <sighs> I'm not on TikTok, so if he put it on TikTok, I never would have seen it. TikTok, Instagram, all. Words or combination of words I thought I would never use in my broadcasting career. <laughs> well, the um, we're going to have Ivan Maisel on the show tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the there's a lot. There's so much going on with the game right now, but there's a lot going on around here. Let's start with this. Williamsport is hosting its. Home opener tomorrow night, the Crosscutters. Uh, and 
another season underway. It's going to be 80 games for the Crosscutters, 40 at home, 40 away. And they've got games Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday with the spikes up in Williamsport. Now, people do ask up there, because I did not go there last year, and obviously in 2020 there was no season, that will I be going back there to broadcast some of the spikes games this season? And the answer is yes. I will not be doing Thursday night's game. I will not be doing tomorrow night's game, but I will be there Saturday and Sunday. And then most of the other games up there that State College plays, I'll be doing this year as well for the Spikes Network. I can't go tomorrow because of coaches versus cancer. The reception is taking place at Medler Field, Lebrano Park, and I am emceeing the event. And since Scott Walker is the general manager of the State College Spikes, as well as the chairman of Coaches versus Cancer, I said to him, you have to tell me which one of the two you want me or need me to do. And he said, I need you to do the coaches versus cancer. So that's why I will not be in Williamsport tomorrow night. Joe Putnam will be. I'll do coaches versus cancer. Then the tournament is Friday morning, or at least I'm playing. There's two there's a Friday and afternoon rounds. I'm playing in the morning on Friday. Be back to do this show, and then from this show I go to the ballpark and I'll do the home opener for the Spikes on Friday. And then I'll go to Williamsport Saturday and go to Williamsport Sunday. Also, Special Olympics gets underway tomorrow. First time in three years for the Summer Special Olympic Games on the Penn State campus. Opening ceremony tomorrow, it'll be at Pagula. Competition on some on Thursday, full day on Friday, a lot on Saturday, and then a closing. And Special Olympics will be back for the first time in three years on the Penn State campus. Top Golf. We had Scott Sidwell on the show yesterday. Top Golf is in Beaver Stadium. How many times some of you people with golf clubs out there, myself included, I've stood on the field a few times and kind of thought, what it would be like to hit a wedge in here? Well, they have it all set up on the platform's you know, with the decks and everything as to where they can put and they got the targets out there. And guess what? It's all set to go. Top golf in Beaver Stadium on Saturday. That's really cool. So it is a really big active weekend. Uh, we'll have some basketball guests on Friday show because of uh because I'll be out the course to get some interviews on Friday. Got Ivan Mazel tomorrow. So we got a lot going on. Then Matt's back next week, although Chad's doing his usual brilliant job. Well, thank you. I, there's some other guy filling in tomorrow, right? Yes, I'm just here today. Don't tell me. I wasn't told either, so I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I already. Know. I have an I already, idea. I already know it's Kevin. And he wants to talk about the Indy 500. I said, it, I said, Kevin, it's like a tree that falls in the woods and nobody's there. <laughs> Does it make a sound? <laughs> but I did talk to him about the, on actually on Tuesday's show, yesterday's show about that. I said, here's here's the problem that Indy racing has. They don't have stars that cross lines um, oh, okay that's interesting 
Um, and you know, like Elio Castroneves, for example, who won last year's race, he won Dancing with the Stars. Okay, so there's a section of the country like knows who he is. But they don't have anybody else that people quote know. Yes, is Scott Dixon a great driver? Absolutely. Right? Is Ed Carpenter a great driver? Absolutely. Is Alexander Rossi a great driver? Absolutely. But people don't know who they are. People sit there, oh, okay. You know, the guy that won Erickson. Who they show of hands, who'd ever heard of him before? Doesn't mean he's he's a great driver. And next up, you know, next up, you know, you look at like look at the NHL. Okay, the NHL has New York is in the final or in the Eastern final. All right, it's New York. It's the Rangers. So you get the New York market. They have Tampa Bay. Well, fans know who Stamkos is. They know who Hedman is. They know who Vasilevsky is. Out west, you got Colorado. They know who Kale McCarr is. They know who Nathan McKinnon is. And they know who Connor McDavid is. It makes a difference. NBA, they know who Tatum is. They know who Curry is. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. They know those, all those guys. It makes a big difference. All right. Chad, great job. Pleasure. Thank you. Always good to work with you, Steve. And our thanks to Joe Crispin, Tyler Smith, and John Crispin for being on the show today. Ivan Mazel tomorrow, brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Thank you.